You are listening to My HR Buzz, brought to you by My HR Concierge. Hosted by Chris Cooley, we'll bring you various topics and guests to shed light on the often confusing world of HR and also employee screening. We'll be putting the human in human resources. I want to thank you for joining us today on the My HR Buzz podcast. I uh, wanted to remind you, you can definitely find us at Spotify I, um, uh, on your iPhone and any other places that you can get your podcast. Uh, also, we invite you to subscribe. That way you can always get the latest information. And today uh, we have Josh Brubaker with us. Uh, he is with CTI. And we're going to talk about the employee retention credit. Uh, as we know, it has evolved over the last year. Uh, it, it originally started with the CARES Act back in March of 2020. Um, it was updated and changed in the Consolidated Appropriations Act uh, in December of 2020, which you can learn more about that on episode 10 of our podcast. And now it's changed again in March 2021 with the American Rescue Plan Act. And so we wanted to bring Josh back on and talk to us about that and see how how employers can now take advantage of these expanded opportunities. And Josh, we want to thank you for joining us. Sure. Thanks so much, Chris. Yeah, it's, uh, I guess, third time's a charm for Uncle Sam. Um, And this one was the, it passed March 11th under Biden signing the American Rescue Plan. So um, essentially, I I can go over how it changed. And then there's some different thresholds kind of opening up to the businesses that really are struggling. So uh, I'll hop into that if that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds good. Sure. Okay. So I guess I should do maybe a brief overview just for the folks that didn't hear the last podcast. Um, but the ERC employee retention credit is a refundable, uh, tax credit that includes wages, uh, from employers from July 21 to December, oh, excuse me, from March, 2020 to December of, uh, 2020. And that's essentially what it was. And then it was the first two quarters of 2021 and it was 19 K refundable payroll tax credit. So it went against FICA. Now how that's changed literally on March 11th was they added the last two quarters. So all of 2021 is in play. And so what that means is that $7,000 per quarter per employee. So 7,000 times four is 28,000 in 2021. And then in 2020, the same is in play, which is 5,000. So ERC as of March 11 is now worth $33,000 per employee. Kind of crazy. <laughs> that is. And, and and now when we say the, um, the, the roughly, uh, you know, 28,000 per employee for 2021, what can they spend that money for? Yep. So it goes against FICA first and foremost. Okay. And then whatever's left over is refunded. And that's why it's called a refundable payroll tax credit. And you can use that towards anything. So it's it's not like PPP and some of the other relief plans where you just have to pay the loan, et cetera. It's refunded to you in cash. It's, it's your money. Um, so I have businesses using it to keep the doors open and others who knows what. <laughs> so. Wow, really? Okay. Well, that that's great because it gives it gives a you know a lot of these businesses are struggling and you know a lot of them you know it's not just payroll; it's other things, right? That they're yeah. struggling with. So that that's great. And 
you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, I hate to say free money, nothing in the world's free, but yeah. it, it's a great way for employers to, or a great resource for employers to get capital to run their business. Yep. It really is. And so, you know, we know that the, uh, we had the change back in, 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 I'm sorry, in December of 2020 through the Consolidated Appropriations Act. And so tell us a little bit about what the new thresholds and how this really works now in, um, in 2021. I know it's now in play for the whole year. Correct. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, it's the $7,000 per employee. Uh, what else do we need to know about the, the changes from, this, uh, from the American Rescue Plan Act? So the, the thresholds are the same, but they, so there was, I'll back up <laughs> for the folks that haven't listened to the first podcast, you can qualify through what's called a gross receipts test or a facts and circumstances test. It was one or the other. If you qualified, then you could go and calculate and CTI would calculate the actual credit. The gross receipts was looking at a quarter in 2019 compared to 2020 was your gross receipts for the company down 50% or more. And then for 2021, it was where your gross receipts down 20% or more. So that was the gross receipts test. It's either that or facts and circumstances. So how did COVID directly or indirectly affect your business? It's one or the other. They added a third bucket called RSB or recovery startup business. And essentially what that is, is it's for the poor folks that decided to uh, begin their business February after February 15th, 2020. Um, I couldn't imagine starting a business, you know, February was fine, but March is kind of when it hit for everybody. And I think um, for those folks, you know, if they made it through or whatnot, that's really what this is for. And so February 15th, 2020, if you started a business after that and you have an annual gross receipts, um, not above a million dollars. So a true small business. Okay. Okay. So, and again, it's, it's, it's either they have to have a reason related to COVID or 20% of their business decrease in business. So that's in general, but under RSB, the third bucket, Uh, right. you, You don't have to have either of those. It's just, did your business start after February 15th and do you not have a million in gross gross? Really? Okay. Yeah. So and then they're eligible. Yep. They're eligible. So that's the third bucket. Okay. Um, so for, so for the, the, I guess the uh, initially for, for those that aren't the, the startup businesses, essentially it's either, it's either that COVID question, uh, COVID um, reason or the decrease of the 20%. Okay. Um, and what, what was, what does that relate to? That's 20%. So what are your, what are your um, measurement periods there? Measurement dates? So you look at uh, the same quarter. So 2019 is the benchmark year. Okay. That's your standard. So look at, you know, Q1. Well, let's look at Q2 because COVID really hit in Q2. So let's look at Q2 2019 as your benchmark compared to Q2 2020. And if your gross receipts are more than 50% compared to 2019, then you're eligible. And that's, you look at the same quarter in the previous year, 2019 is the benchmark for the whole thing. Okay. So, so if I want to look at 2021, I would look at second quarter or or, or relatively, I guess, first quarter of, of 2021 versus would that be first quarter of 19, 2019? Yep. Yep. 19 is still the benchmark. Okay. Okay. 
And then it's a, it's a, it's a, is it a, a quarterly calculation or once you get it, you get it? So it's quarterly. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to work with businesses so we can file their payroll returns on time instead of amending returns. Gotcha. So most payroll returns are due 30 days after the quarter's over. So if we can work with the business, I mean, obviously we have to amend 2020, that's passed. And Q1, you know, there's what, five days left in Q1. So if, if we can meet with businesses now, we won't have to amend Q1 of 21. Um, but yeah, it, to answer your question, we look at every quarter. So now there's uh, all, three quarters in 2020 and then the whole year for 21. And so it's a quarter by quarter basis. So maybe, maybe they're not eligible for you know, one of the quarters in 2020 but the other quarters are in play. So it's gotcha. you look at each quarter as a moment in time and that's how we calculate it. So all the calculations are based on each quarter. Okay. Now that makes sense. That makes sense. Now, uh, as, um, if I'm a business owner, what's the process that we would go through with CTI? So if we wanted you to help us with these ERC, how does that work? Yep. So we would have a discovery call just to see if you guys are fit. And uh, if it makes sense for you and us, uh, it could be pretty high level or could get in the weeds. You know, I think I told you last time, sometimes I ask business owners, you know, how did COVID affect your business? And 15 minutes later, they've told me every single detail. <laughs> um, so, you know, I say 10 to 15 minutes on these calls, but there's no cap on it. Um, right. But the more we know about the business, uh, the more we can go to actually apply and, and capture these credits. So, our goal is to basically do a kind of a Q&A and walk through, hey, what were your gross receipts? And we try to do that over the phone. Most of the business owners, you know, they can pull up their uh, their software and they can see all their numbers right there. Sure. So, uh, we do the gross receipts test over the phone if we can. And then if that they're not a fit for that, we do the, the uh, facts and circumstances. And that that is, you know, we have 15 to 25 different bullet points that we could see if someone's eligible, you know, all the way to are your retail doors closed or right. you know, things like that. And so now because there's the RSB or did you open a new business after February? That's pretty simple. It's a yes or no. And so, um, you know, that kind of conversation goes a lot quicker, but essentially we have the brief call, see if they're eligible. And then we walk through the steps of the documents we actually need. So, some of the documents we need are the profit and loss statements from 2019 all the way to current, the payroll with hours and wages and employees' names, um, 1094C, which is the ACA filing, and then anything regards to PPP around one or two. And so I know that I rattled off you know five bullet points there. Most of the folks are dropping all these documents in our cloud, trying to make it easy. Right. Um, cause even though it's five bullet points, that's a, that's a lot of files. So. Okay, perfect. So, and how long does that process typically take? So I know we, we, we don't want to have to amend. So the, the tax return, so is this generally a, a couple week process? You know, if they, if they get you the information timely or how long does it yeah. typically take? So it's typically uh, four to six weeks and it depends on the timing. So like 2020 and part of 21, if I meet people now, we're probably going to have to amend Q1. 
but our goal is to amend what we need to, and then file the ones on time moving forward. Okay. So, uh, like if you think of 2021 and, and someone has their gross receipts and it's down, most likely the next quarter is going to be in play and they're eligible for as well. So it's kind of a revolving door. So each quarter we're working on this and, and once we've done the first handful of quarters, then the client knows, okay, Hey, send us these files as soon as possible. It becomes easier. Right. Okay. Okay, great. Well, I know, I know it, it, it's really going to be helpful for a lot of business owners. Um, I know as I, you know, as I mentioned, I know capital working capital for a lot of these, a lot of these groups is tough right now. Specifically, you know, they're obviously definitely industries, the restaurant industry and, a lot of those that are really struggling now. Uh, so I think it's a great program. And, um, you know, and, and Josh, how would, how would uh, people get in touch with you? Uh, they can uh, email me, jbrewbaker, B as in boy, R-U-B-A-K-E-R at C-T-I-L-L-C, or email you, Chris. They know you, so you can, you can forward it my way. Um, pretty easy, 10, 15-minute phone call, and we can see if we can help the company out. There is a uh, one last caveat uh, that passed on this, this recent okay. date and uh, I forgot to go over it, but essentially the businesses that are basically out of business. So the folks that are fitting in the category called severely financially distressed employers. And those are the companies that they're getting 10% of their gross receipts and a quarter compared to 2019. So 90% of their business is gone. Wow. Even if they have more than 500 employees in the, in the typical um, qualifying way, if you had more than 500 employees, we could only count the wages paid to employees that weren't working in this bucket. The companies that are essentially out of business will take all the wages, even if they have more than 500 employees. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like the last, really the last go around added the last two quarters of 2021. So extended the program six months, and then it added these last two buckets of eligibility really to the businesses that one are new or two are almost out of business. Okay. All right. No, great. That's that. And I know that that affects a lot of businesses. Yeah. So unfortunately. Yeah. Here to help Chris. Thanks for having me. And if anyone has any questions, they can email you or me and would love to be a resource. That sounds great. Well, we, we do appreciate you jumping on today. And, um, you know, if you do, uh, I, I, I encourage everybody to reach out to, to either get with me and, and I'll give you my email address in a moment uh, or reach out to Josh. Uh, I think this will help a lot of businesses. Uh, if you do reach out to Josh, please tell him you heard about us on the podcast or on our website or from one of us. And um, again, we do appreciate you joining us. And for all of you that are listening to the podcast, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, you know, please remember, subscribe. Um, that way you can always make sure you get the latest information. You can email us at podcast at myhrbuzz.com. Uh, or you can call me at 855-538-6947, extension 108. And again, we look forward to hearing from you and look forward to speaking with you next time. Thank you.